Well, as you know, we are in the midst of this sermon series for the summer, Living Well in a Broken World. And uh, we're going to look at a text today that reminds us how to return home, how to do that well. Um, there are many reasons, circumstances, there are causes that cause us to leave home, leave a city, maybe leave a community, even a community of faith, and, and we go off on an adventure to seek what is out there. Sometimes we leave because of graduation, and we've got a few that are starting college uh, uh, this coming uh, month, and, uh, and so they are in some ways, leaving home for a new adventure outside of the home, outside of that gathered community. Other of us have left home for, for jobs. Uh, others have found that uh, person that God has brought into their life, he or she, and you have popped the question, and hopefully they said yes. And so you establish your own home. You, you leave what is familiar and you begin to build a life with your own family. And it is a place that you now call home. Maybe even a place where you welcome kids. And today, uh, some of us, like me, welcome our grandkids. Uh, one of our grandkids that we hadn't seen in months and months and months from Texas uh, showed up yesterday, and so we got to spend a little time uh, with our granddaughter, Brinley, which was a really uh, a good day. Um, sometimes we leave kind of like the prodigal son. We, um, we go in search of something, and we feel like something's missing in our life, that we, if we get out there, we can fulfill that, and we can Feel that place in our, our life, and then the good time runs out, and we find ourselves sometimes alone and think, well, you know, it's better. I had a really good uh, thing going when I was at home. I just didn't realize it. And, and so sometimes those prodigals uh, return home. Often when that happens, when you've been away for a long time, People may remember you, but they may not recognize you. You know, things change. A few years ago, uh, Terry and I went to uh, my high school reunion in Tabor City, North Carolina. Um, our graduating class was only a graduating class of 93. Uh, within three years, we had five of those that were dead. Uh, small class. But um, we walked into the restaurant, and I thought, oh, my goodness, man, how these people have changed. Some of them I didn't even recognize. And I know every one of them looked at me and said, Marty looks just like he did when he graduated in. Yeah, I know I didn't change any. But today we look at a text that we have a young woman who is returning home. She has been on an adventure. In fact, she has been on a journey that has affected her life in so many ways. And so I hope this morning as we go through this text and as we 
look at the different movements in these verses that God will just speak to us through the Holy Spirit. Where are we at on that journey with him? And I would say many of us, either here in the room or those who may be viewing online, we are at different places in that journey with God. So today, the focus on living well in a broken world is acknowledgement begins the healing. If you have your Bibles and want to follow along, we're in Ruth 1, and um, as you're turning there, uh, I'll be reading verses 19 through the end of the chapter, verse 22. Uh, we have uh, several more well, actually, through August, we'll be in Ruth, and then in September, we'll be in the first chapter and the first part of the second chapter of Samuel. Uh, so by the end of September, we will finish this sermon series, Living Well in a Broken World. So if you have your Bibles, listen now to the Word of God. They're a bit on the screen if you'd like to follow along there. So they both went until they came to Bethlehem. And when they had come to Bethlehem, all the city was stirred because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? She said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has witnessed against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned with Ruth, the Moabites, her daughter-in-law, who returned from the land of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, may the words of my mouth and meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, for you are our strength and our redeemer. I pray, Father, that you would illuminate our hearts and minds this morning for whatever you would hold for us through this, your holy word, and we pray this in the wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. Amen. I am sure that Naomi could have related to a little bit of this returning home, the angst, maybe even the stress of being gone to a foreign land. I wonder, I mean, her, her life certainly, as she left full, her life was impacted in so many ways. In, in fact, in many ways, her dreams had been shattered, disappointments came, there was heartache, bit after bit, everything that she held dear to her, all the happiness and joy that she probably anticipated as she and her husband left Bethlehem to go to this foreign land of Moab a land that was an enemy of her own people, a, a land that worshipped false gods, a, a land that did not 
worship Jehovah God, her God. And she comes to this foreign land, and she comes just with her husband and her two boys, and they are fleeing because of the famine. And as you know, and you've already heard me say, her husband, Elimelech, dies, passes away, leaves her alone with her two sons to raise. And maybe in that moment, as far as the time after uh, her husband has passed and been buried, maybe she had the thought, okay, God, you have blessed me with these two boys. And so I'm going to raise them, and I'm going to bask with my, my boys uh, in you, Lord. And they were raised to young men, and they married, and maybe she even had this idea that she would have grandchildren that would come into the home, and they would take care of her in her old age. And lo and behold, none of that happened. Her two boys died also. Her dreams had to have been shattered, shattered in just so many pieces as she lived in a land that was foreign to her. Life goes on, though. But Naomi, she's running on empty. Life goes on even when we are running on empty. Naomi seems to, you know... There is just nothing left for her to live for in Moab. And maybe we can relate to that a little bit as maybe we have gone to places where and done things and had things experienced in our life where we feel like, what is next? Where is the place that I can go and, and find rest? Life in Moab had come to an end, a bitter end for Naomi. And she had hit rock bottom, reached the lowest of lows. She had a deep, dark soul. And she decides that she's going to head home. She's going to return to Bethlehem. She is going to, to go home and return to the place of praise. Return to the place of worship. She decides to go home. And it's from out of this dark emptiness, this space, that she begins this journey back to God. She begins the journey back to God. And fortunately, she doesn't go alone. Ruth will we'll go with her, we'll walk with her. And we talked about that a little bit last week. And so the scripture today says that they both went until they came to Bethlehem. They were journeying back. The likelihood is because they had no family, because Ruth left her family in Moab, Naomi had no family to go with her, Scholars say the likelihood is, and this is uncommon, that these two women would have traveled alone. But they traveled for seven to ten days. They would have crossed the Jordan. They would have ascended up to Bethlehem. 
And those of you that were here on Wednesday night, that ascension up to Bethlehem ought to have a little bit of meaning for you. We'll talk about that maybe in Sunday school. The truth is, is that they had been in Moab and the road back was not going to be easy. There would be obstacles that would face them, that would be before them. And you've got to wonder on that trip if the two of them thought it was worth it. Is it worth it to travel back? Is it worth it to go back? And, and how many times have we been in a place in our life and we feel that we're called to do something else or to, in this case, be reconciled back to God, to return home to praise, to return home to be renewed, to return home and be in fellowship with God. And we wonder if the journey is worth it. But I will tell you, acknowledgement begins the healing. So Naomi and Ruth come to Bethlehem and the townsfolks, they had never seen Ruth, but they had seen Naomi. Years back, uh, more than a decade, at least she has been gone and the women in the town, the scripture tells us, recognized her, but they weren't sure, is this Naomi? There's a resemblance there, there's a, a look-alike there, but it's like, wait a minute. But you've got to realize what she's been through. She's buried a husband. She's buried two boys. She has been in a land that's not her land. She has been away from the praise of the community around her of Jehovah God that had to have been recognizable on her face. The hardship, the stress, all that she had been through. Folks, we will find ourselves sometimes in Moab and we will find that our souls are marked with heartache. Our hearts are sometimes in despair. And we would ask ourselves, is, is it worth the journey? Is it worth the journey to go back? To, 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 to go back and, and be a part of, even though I am broken and Naomi felt the answer to that was yes. Though she had been marred with this experience, though she has been in despair, and we will see even looks bitter, she returns to find healing. She returns to find that the brokenness that she has been in can be mended. She finds that things can come back to wholeness when you return in that journey to God. Acknowledgement begins the healing. Scripture tells us that the whole town was, was stirred and we hear the women and, and Naomi, as they call her name, is this Naomi? And she says, don't call me that. Don't refer to me as Naomi because Naomi means pleasant. 
my life has been anything but pleasant. Instead, call me Mara. Mara is, which means bitter. And she says, the Almighty has made my life bitter. There have been things that have happened. And I will tell you, when we choose to turn away from God and live in Moab, the chances are that we're going to find and come to a place where life can be bitter as the years pass. What we see in this text is interesting because I think we see the theology of Naomi. Theology is what you believe God, your perception of who God is in your life, and what God has done for you, the characteristics of God, as you live out this faith journey. And if we look at Naomi's life, and we look at how she refers to God, I went out full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. And then she talks about her name, and then she says, the Lord has witnessed against me, but listen to the words she uses. She uses this word, the Almighty has afflicted me. The Almighty has afflicted me. Naomi has this big view of God. She is willing to accept both the good and the hardships from the hand of the Lord. She is not shallow in her faith. She is not shallow in her theology. And sometimes I think we have to ask ourselves, how deep is our theology? Where is our view of God, the understanding of who God is in our life? Can we say, as Job in 121, one of the most difficult times in Job's life, can we say the Lord gave and the Lord taketh away? May the, Lord of the, may the name of the Lord be praised. Can we do that? If not, then I would say you need to check your theology, your understanding of God and what God has done for you because you may be misinformed because we need to go deep into God's word and have an understanding of who he is and what he has done for us. We have to wrestle with the truth of his word. We see God in the midst of his word, in the midst of our journey as believers. And as we are transformed into his likeness, as we put our faith more and more in him as we walk this journey in a broken world, and it's broken, we become richer, and I'm not talking about money, we become richer and truer in our understanding of who God is and what he means to me. So Naomi refers to God as almighty. Do you know how the Israelites, how the, the Jews termed, how they felt about that word. Here is, is the way they conveyed it. They said, Almighty means that this God, our God, has all power, all authority, is richer than anything else. 
the Hebrews saw this word as all-consuming, cannot be resisted, conveys all the power even in the bad and in the good, has power for all sufficient strength. He, Almighty God, has power to express not only who he is, but what he's doing. Naomi does not see herself as a victim. I will tell you, you will read many scholars that will say, Naomi sees herself as a victim because she says, I'm bitter and the Lord did this to me. That is not a right reading of this text. She is bitter with her life. She is not bitter against the Lord. You see the difference? She is bitter, and rightfully so. We do the same thing when we lose a loved one or we get that diagnosis with, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now? And we think, God, Naomi does not see herself as a victim of misfortune, of circumstances, nor just a sad coincidence. She believes, her theology is, that God has been a part of this, and it cannot be separated. She sees every day of her life as a walk with God. Do you see every day of your life as a walk with God? That he is walking with you no matter how low or how high that you may be. No matter whether you feel like that, God, I'm just kind of bitter right now with life as I know it. So she says, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Naomi went away full. She went away to find food. She went away with her husband and her two sons. Uh, certainly they had these dreams ahead of them. It would have taken them that seven to ten day trip to Moab down from Bethlehem. But I want you to see what the text says Naomi says, I went out full. She did not say, God sent me out full from Bethlehem. She did not say, God called me to go to another place. She did not say, I went with God's blessing. She just simply says, I went away full. She and her family, her husband, made a choice. It was a tough choice, I'm sure. They were in the midst of a famine, but they chose to leave. They chose to leave their family, their, their home, their, their property that had been passed down from generation to generation. They hoped to find peace and satisfaction in Moab. The scriptures certainly don't tell us that she went with God's blessing. 
They simply tell us that she went on her own. And we have a danger as well when we go out on our own. When we go out and the Lord hasn't led us in that walk or when we walk through doors that God hasn't opened, we lose sight of God sometimes as we're running in this lost world. And, and sometimes the world or even Satan tells us, but look, things are good out here. If you just run out here, you can find times of plenty and feel your need. And what we do is we often just go on our own, and then we ask God to bless it. <laughs> I made this decision. God, will you please bless this? This is what I really want, God. Will you please bless this? Because I really want to do that. Our own plans. Our hearts are, are filled with our own plans, our own desires, often even our own lust. We hear that in Jeremiah 17, 9, when Jeremiah says, deceitful from above is, or deceitful above all things is, is mankind. And so our heart is deceitful and it longs for that fulfillment through temptation and sin. And that will lead us to bitterness and emptiness and fruitlessness. And until we acknowledge Christ and we confess and repent and begin to be a part of what God has called us to be in our life, we're going to find ourselves like Naomi, bitter with life, not bitter with God. But I will tell you, acknowledgement brings, will begin the healing. Acknowledgement will begin the healing. How many times have you asked for God's blessing beforehand? God, there's this, this girl I'm enthralled with and or this man that I, I really hope that will be my husband and, and Lord, I want to live into your will and plans for my life. Lord, bless this if you will, but if not, show me, show me your will. How many times have you prayed before that job interview? God, if this isn't meant to be, then please just shut the doors. Close those doors so I'll know for sure this is not where you want me. How many times in our life do we do that? Do we go to God beforehand instead of afterwards and say, God, I messed up. Can you just bless it for me? Can you just fix it? I really messed up. Naomi says, day at a time, I went away full, I came back empty. But even in that statement, even in the statement, yet we can hear those words and find a ray of hope. Because Naomi, as she went out, acknowledges that the Lord brought her back. 
And so there's that ray of hope that even when we find ourselves maybe outside of the will of God, I'm not talking about that you are no longer, you can't lose your salvation. But if you have truly come to the Lord, sometimes we wonder and we backslide and we do things that aren't in God's will. And, and we hear this verse and we see this in Naomi's life. And she says, the Lord brought me back. He brought me back empty, but he brought me back empty for a reason. He brought me back. She recognizes that all that has happened to her, everything that has, has been done, everything is for now the Lord to bring her back. She comes back empty but she comes back to find him. She comes back empty, but she comes back to the bread, to the house of bread called Bethlehem. She comes back empty, but she comes back to the place of praise, back to her people, back to his people. Naomi has done in her life God has done in Naomi's life that which turned her heart back to him in order that it might bring her a place of healing, a place of life, and renewed hope. She was not bitter against God. She was bitter against the life that she had. And now she is acknowledging that. And the Almighty is beginning to heal her. And we will see that as we go through the rest of this story in the weeks to come. Unfortunately, not everyone reacts the same way as Naomi. Many are humbled, but not humble. Low, but not lowly. They do not see what God is showing them. And in essence, are miserable. But believer, God is walking with us. God is with us in every step of the way. And Paul reminds us in Romans 8, 35 through 39, again, familiar verses to many of you, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, uh, shall troubles or hardships or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present or the nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So there is nothing. Not the famine, not the loss of life, not the loss of a husband or a loss of someone close to us, not even the diagnosis of us that might take our life. Not even death. Nothing is able to separate us from his love. And so Naomi had, had these, faced all of this in Moab, and had God not walked with her and been a part of all that she faced, maybe she would have never come home. But God brought her back at just the right time. Have you ever thought about that? Verse 22. The famine's over. 
They're fixing to take the barley in. They're fixing to harvest the barley and the wheat. And, and so that tells us that this is spring. This is somewhere around Passover that, that, that God has brought her back to Bethlehem. He has not brought her back to famine. He has not brought her back to emptiness. She came back empty, and he is ready to fill her. He is ready to fill her. It is absolutely a heartache that she faced in Moab. But the Almighty was there with her, facing every turn, never forsaking her, never leaving her, bringing her back at the appointed time, and he brought her back with a friend, with a daughter-in-law, with Ruth, and man, as, as we see this story unfold and, and what takes place, my goodness, at what God is working through. Last week, I mentioned a word. Actually, it was uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I mentioned a word, uh, hesed. Hesed in the Hebrew means loving kindness. And so if you remember earlier in chapter 1, Naomi, as the two daughter-in-laws were thinking about, you know, she was, I'm leaving, you need to go back to your families. And she prayed a prayer over them. May the Lord treat you kindly with his loving kindness. May you find rest, she says, with your new husbands that you will find in your new house. And so she used this word, hesed, the loving kindness. And so I want us to see that even in the midst of the times when we feel like maybe God has, has left or God has abandoned or God has forsaken or, or God, why in the world am, am I facing this in the midst of all that I have in my life? Just maybe... Think of that word, hesed, that God has poured out his loving kindness on you, on me. May we see God's provision, his goodness, his loving kindness as we walk with him. And the more that we acknowledge church, the more that we acknowledge that we need him and we want him in our life, the more that we acknowledge any sin or wrongdoing in our life, the more that we acknowledge the healing will begin and we become closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Do not believe the lie that the world will tell you, that Satan will tell you, that your shame and your sins, you've done stuff that just can't be forgiven. Who do you think you are that God would forgive you of the things that you have done? Not true. Not true. Naomi had been in Moab for years, and she returns home. And the answer to her reuniting with God Almighty is, yes, 
Welcome back. Maybe you have been plagued with guilt or shame for choices that you have made, and you wonder, can I be forgiven? And the Lord will say to you, yes, come on back. I'm here. Maybe you have cried out the way Naomi has. Maybe you have felt totally empty and wondered if it was even possible to feel the presence of the Lord again. And the Lord says, yes, my loving kindness is there for you. Acknowledgement begins the healing. The chances are that all of us at some point in time have felt that we were empty. But God, in his righteousness and his goodness, is present to give us hope, to lift us up, to give us strength, to give us joy in the midst. When James tells us to have joy in tribulation, we say, how in the world can that happen? And this is how. We live into the hesed, the loving kindness that God has, his presence, as we acknowledge our sin, as we begin building that life with him. And I will tell you that as we continue on in Ruth, we will see in these future chapters that this godly woman, as she comes and repents her honesty, I am empty, but the Lord is almighty. It will make a difference in her life, as we will see. It will make a difference in Ruth's life. It will make a difference in the destiny of Israel. And it made a difference in your life. Your eternal salvation in the Lord. God is so good. Let's pray. Father, thank you for even the times that we may find ourselves like Naomi, bitter and empty because of what life has just uh, brought into us, uh, just poured onto us. And so, Father, we pray this morning that you would just help us to feel the, not only the presence of your Holy Spirit that lives in us, but that hesed, that loving kindness that you have for us, that you have not forsaken us, you have not gone anywhere, but you walk through us, even through the valley of the shadow of death. And Father, we will fear no evil, for thou art with us. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done. Thank you for your word that gives us understanding that we can read and apply to our life today. Father, you challenge us in so many ways. This world is broken, and we want to live well in a broken world. And living well is living by your standards and your will and your purpose for our lives. Father, thank you. We pray this in your name. Amen.